All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec, I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Wednesday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there. Question for you, does this shirt count as green? Let me know in the comments below. Had kind of a little disagreement about that today. Anyway, IRS has sent out about 90 million direct deposits, adding up to nearly $250 billion in direct payments. They've also sent out roughly 150,000 checks to recipients who are not on direct deposit, and the remaining payments will obviously be going out over the next few weeks. Wall Street Journal reporter Richard Rubin chimed in and pointed out that more than half of the money approved direct payments has already gone out. So if you have direct deposits set up, you should either hopefully uh, see that money in your account uh, today, or you should be seeing it very soon. Now, I expect that most of the individuals who have already received a direct deposit are those who file a tax return with direct deposit information on it. What about everybody else? What about those on Social Security, right? Those on SSI, SSDI, VA benefits, etc. Well, one of our family blog viewers, LaVon, asked me this question today. What about us? And I told her, look, the IRS said last Friday that Social Security and other federal beneficiaries will generally receive this third payment the same way as the regular benefits, and that a payment date for this group namely Social Security recipients and other federal beneficiaries, will be announced shortly. Now, they said that last Friday, and they said that the date for this group will be announced shortly. I don't know when shortly is in the mind of the IRS, but hopefully, and maybe this is just me being optimistic, right, because the IRS did get those direct deposits out quick, but optimistically speaking, uh, speaking I'm hoping that the IRS will announce that date this week. And optimistically, I'm hoping that the payment date for Social Security is next time in the next two weeks. But of course, we don't know anything for certain until the IRS announces that date. The Social Security website recently added a page to provide more details about the third stimulus payment. Right now, it's just a placeholder, but they'll add more information soon and hopefully provide some clarification about when those payments will start going out when they get word from the IRS. But the IRS is in charge of this, right? Not Social Security ultimately. And frankly, the IRS is kind of letting us down. I mean, for the IRS, this is their third go around with stimulus payments, right? They know where to send your money. It's, it, we don't have that whole confusion we have with the CARES Act, right? They've done this twice before. They know exactly where to send your money. But I'm obviously preaching to the choir here, right? But it's a little frustrating. Now, lastly, if you're expecting a check or a debit card because your last two stimulus payments were paid via check or debit card, then it's no surprise to you that your stimulus payment will likely take more time to arrive. But they are at least starting to get those mailed payments out now. Like I've been saying, it'd be great to hear from folks in the comments uh, when you receive your payment, what form it came in, and when you received it. And even though I've been following the story, I can't offer very much information about your particular situation other than what the IRS says. So I want to remind everyone to use the IRS Get My Payment tool if you're having trouble with your payment. It only takes a minute. They ask for your date of birth, your address, your zip code, plus your social security number. Um, and then you'll be able to see your payment status. Before I get into the rest of the news, I want to note that the Wall Street Journal is reporting that according to two anonymous sources familiar with the matter, the IRS is planning to delay uh, the typical April 15 tax filing deadline to mid-May, obviously to accommodate all the changes that were enacted as part of the American Rescue Plan, including the tax exemption for the first $10,200 of unemployment received in 2020. This news comes after over 100 members of the House signed a letter this week to the IRS urging it to postpone the filing deadline. 
Speaking of the unemployment compensation exemption, people have been asking me this morning if TurboTax and H&R Block have updated their systems yet, and the answer is unfortunately no. I checked both of those tax softwares this morning, and as of the time I'm recording this, their systems have not yet been updated. All right, in terms of other news from the Hill, President Joe Biden gave an interview with George Stephanopoulos on ABC last night. I'm not going to cover everything they talked about, but one thing that came up was the ongoing debate over the filibuster. Some Democrats feel that the filibuster basically gives Republicans veto power over their entire agenda. Obviously, there's a lot of legislation Democrats want to pass now that they have the House, the Senate, and the White House. So if you've been following my updates, you probably know there has been a push mostly from progressives, to get rid of the filibuster and overhaul the Senate so that you no longer need 60 votes to pass normal legislation. Stephanopoulos asked Biden about reforming the filibuster, and Biden said, I don't think you have to eliminate the filibuster. You have to do it what it used to be when I first got to the Senate back in the old days when he used to be around there, and that is the filibuster. You had to stand up and command the floor, and you had to keep talking along. No one could say, you know, quorum call once you stop talking. You lost that and someone could move in. Okay, that might not make much sense if you're not familiar with how the Senate works. But the filibuster allows a minority of senators to basically hold up legislation unless the other side can get at least 60 votes. Now, there are exceptions. As you all know, the stimulus package was passed through reconciliation, and Democrats largely took that approach because it allowed them to avoid the filibuster and get the bill through with only 50 votes. But in general, if you're looking to pass legislation in the Senate, you'll need to get at least 60 votes in order to invoke cloture, override the filibuster, and end debate on the issue. And what Biden is alluding to is that senators used to have to command the floor for the entire period that they wanted to filibuster. But in 2021, most filibusters don't happen that way. They're basically silent filibusters where somebody starts the filibuster, and then if the other side knows they can't override it, then they'll just move on to other business. So going back to the talking filibuster would prevent the Senate from working on anything else during a filibuster, but it could also pressure more senators to justify holding up the rest of the Senate instead of simply using the filibuster as an easy way to oppose any piece of legislation they don't like. On the other hand, given where we are right now with respect to bipartisanship, it wouldn't really surprise me if the Republicans saw that change as an opportunity to make life even more difficult for the Democrats and the Senate. With Biden coming out in favor of the talking filibuster, along with senators like Joe Manchin and Dick Durbin, there's a lot of momentum behind this reform in the Democratic Party. But progressives will continue pushing for a complete removal of the filibuster, though that is obviously a lot less likely in the current Senate because people like Joe Manchin are opposed to a complete removal of the filibuster. In terms of COVID, Biden has been pushing to open more schools this spring and next school year, and the Department of Health and Human Services announced that they will use more than $12 billion in funding from the American Rescue Plan to ramp up testing in order to allow schools to reopen safely, with over $2 billion dedicated to testing underserved populations. Those funds are being distributed to the states and a few major cities, New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston, and Philadelphia. You can see how much is going to each recipient on the HHH website, but this should allow more schools to open over the next few months, especially with so many more people getting vaccinated. Over 10% of the American population is now fully vaccinated, and every new dose brings us that much closer to safely reopening schools, businesses, etc. All right, last story for today. 
House Republicans restored earmarks today in a pretty close vote, 102 to 84, which will allow them to take on a more active role in allocated spending within their district. Earmarks have led to controversy in the past. Some supporters think that Congress people can make better decisions about funding than unelected bureaucrats, and they also see earmarks as good for bipartisanship since representatives and senators might get on board for a bill if it allows them to fund projects in their own district. On the other hand, a lot of people feel that they give Congress people too much power and they open up opportunities for all kinds of corruption. Plus, earmarks have, uh, in fact, been connected to several scandals in the past, so there might be good reason to be wary of that. Now, the new earmark plan includes some restrictions. I won't get into all the provisions, but for example, earmarks can no longer be given to for-profit businesses, and all earmarks need to be publicly disclosed so that people can investigate any conflicts of interest or other issues that might come up. But with both sides in the House now supporting earmarks, this is something we're certain to see more of in 2021. And today's vote might put pressure on Republicans in the Senate to follow suit and bring back earmarks uh, earmarks in their caucus. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you today. I'm hoping more of you uh, have access to your stimulus payments now that it's March 17th, right? I know a lot of big banks, if you're at the big banks, Uh, A lot of you are just getting access to your funds today. Now, the Federal Reserve released some optimistic projections today. They expect the economy to grow by 6.5% in 2021, which would make this the best individual year for GDP since 1984. Of course, there's a lot that has to go right in order for that to happen, but there have been a lot of positive recently with respect to COVID and public health as well as the economy, and we've vaccinated millions of people every day, which will only have a greater and greater effect on COVID transmission. So this isn't to say that the pandemic is over or anything like that. But there are a lot of reasons to feel optimistic about the rest of 2021. And I would obviously encourage all of you uh, to get that vaccination as soon as you're eligible. As always, I want to thank everybody for watching to the end. I really do appreciate your support and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.